episode 104, Anna Prosser Robinson. Welcome to Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless, tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. Check out this fantastic podcast. If you want to take it to another level, the Alpha Ultimatum, my mentoring and coaching for men worldwide who know they are capable of way more. Go to adamlewiswalker.com, click get involved, claim a limited strategy session with me. Don't delay though, these are limited. Obviously there's only one of me and I'm talking to all of you personally. So get in there. We start mid-January, so you need to get your allocation in now so I can talk to you before the start. Get to the podcast. Right, good morning, guys. We have a brilliant one for you. Another alpha woman. It's been too long since the last one. We have Anna Prosser-Robinson on today, and Anna is a well-known as an on-camera host for interviews and at events related to esports and gaming. She works full-time in creative media and video production for Good Game Agency, the organization behind pro gaming teams, Evil Geniuses, and Alliance. Notably, Anna was a contestant in Miss USA 2011 for our home state of Oregon and was proud to have been called a chic geek on stage. That's quite a brief bio. Um, I, was lucky enough, I was lucky enough to meet Anna when we were both doing some hosting, presenting, interviewing in, in California just in September. She was the pro. She was, she was doing her thing. She was really good. And we had a nice chat. And I thought straight away, brilliant for Awaken Your Alpha. So firstly, Anna, are you ready to awaken your alpha? Absolutely. Brilliant. Thanks for taking the time to speak to me again. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No worries. Miss Clicks was kind of missing from your bio because that was taken from your Miss Clicks website. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I'd love to. Miss Clicks is something we started. As you mentioned, I spend most of my time in the video gaming or esports industry. And what's really sad about that industry is it's this really cool, awesome, inclusive place, but there just aren't very many uh, female professionals who come and stay. We started MissClicks, which is just a community website and a live streaming channel on Twitch TV. And what we are trying to do is just provide exposure and support and kind of uplift the voices of female role models in geek and gaming culture. Cool. The gaming environment is one of the, the last true ones where it is a very <laughs> dominant male environment. Yeah, and what's interesting about it is that really demographically, in terms of statistics, it's not as male dominated as you might think. Yeah. There's been a lot of numbers that come out that actually women are at least half, if not more than half of, of gamers in the world. And especially when you look at children, it's all children, not just male children. Um, I think yeah. it's something like 92% of kids from two to 17 play video games or something like that. So really the word gamer is coming to be a word like reader or movie watcher, yeah. or something like that, where everybody does it. So what we're trying to do is kind of help the professional side along with being like, okay, guys, you know, our demographic shows that right now we should have more female professionals yeah. working behind the scenes as well as just playing the game. When it comes to the actual esports professional and like professional gamers, I, don't, I can't remember ever really seeing female professional gamers. Haven't seen a lot of these events, but when they do show it, it even the crowds, everything looks very male dominated. Is, is that how it is then at the moment? It is. And, you know, I get asked that a lot, you know, Anna, why aren't there more female pro gamers? I think there's a lot of good ideas of why that's the case. But I know on a personal level, what I have experienced is that I will have a new female coworker come on the scene. She'll be really excited, really bright, really promising. Yeah. 
And then in about a year, she'll be so tired of kind of fighting for her place in this male dominated industry, or kind of being afraid or being over careful or keeping silent on things for fear of ruining her public image or not getting jobs or those kinds of things, that she'll eventually just say, you know, what, this isn't worth it. And I'm going to go somewhere where I can find maybe less passion, but a little bit more safety and a little bit more security. And for me, that's just the saddest thing. Because I think that the reason I came into the gaming industry was because I saw so much promise and so many open arms and so much um, support for people who maybe aren't in that that norm mainstream culture and are really comfortable being kind of around a lot of people who are different than them. I'm here. I'm holding that torch for you. You can come hold it with me. Brilliant. That's obviously a very alpha trait the fact that you're you're out there in that environment you've got to be a strong woman to like you say not just disappear after a year or so you're a host that is your main thing you've done actressing in the past uh, mm-hmm. you're a communication consultant only as, as soon recently as 2010 you got into the miss usa and the <laughs> actually a former miss oregon yeah miss oregon what? usa yeah this is our origin question then i don't know if you ever imagined you'd be working in the esport professional gaming industry but Could you tell us about the journey, really, of how you came to what you're currently doing? If you had asked me, say, in high school or early college, you know, what what my dream job would be, I used to say that I would like to be such a professional film actress or stage actress um, or, you know, singer or anything like that, something on stage that I could use that to become a Goodwill ambassador for the UN. And so I went to school for uh, international studies as well as speech communication. So I got dual degrees and then I got a minor in Spanish thinking that, you know, I can use this, uh, hopefully, to kind of broaden my, my horizons in terms of who I can communicate with and get a sense of kind of my global community. I can see why you won Miss Oregon. That was, that was sounded like a very pagent uh, sort of answer when you said, you know, <laughs> to help the world. But hey, it's good. You know, I think that's the only reason I did well in pageants was, was my speech <laughs> communication and international studies uh, training. But yeah, and you know, prior to that, in my youth, I played a lot of video games, but I did it as something where it helped me spend time with, relate to, and get closer to people I cared about. Um, my, my dad was really into video games, my brother. And then surprisingly, actually, my grandma was one of the, the biggest gamers in my family. I met my now husband, Jeff, um, who was a professional StarCraft Brood War player back at the time. And, and professional player back then meant that, like, they would fly him to tournaments and once in a while he won a TV. You know, that kind of thing. That was a professional <laughs> back then. Uh, <laughs> And so I met him and he kind of introduced me to the scene. I just looked at this scene that was kind of new and growing. And I said, you know, they don't have media here. They don't have people telling the story. And there are so many people that love these games and love to cheer on these players, but they don't, they don't know them the way they know their favorite basketball players or their favorite baseball players, you know? And so I just kind of started pointing a camera at them and interviewing them and trying to make some media around them. And then that's, that's how I kind of slid into the scene, making my own way as a, a media person. Oh, cool. So you actually, you know, you started to create that yourself off your own back, uh, back in the day originally? Yeah, it was kind of, I mean, people were doing it, but I, I guess I thought from this performance background and this kind of understanding of uh, an international communication style and all that, I thought that maybe I could do it better than it was being done. Then Evil Geniuses, which was the team that my husband played for, they noticed that I was doing this media and they kind of hired me to start doing some for them. And then my career kind of split into into two halves, which is what I'm doing now. One is that behind the scenes, I do creative media for them. So that has to do with creative marketing campaigns or producing videos or even filming and editing videos for them. And then I also do on-camera work within the esports scene and the video game scene. So for them or companies like GameSpot or, you know, going to 
excuse me, conferences like E3 or Comic-Con. And so my entire job is to think about, talk about, and tell the stories of video games and esports people. That is so cool. And I love the fact that, you know, it, it all sprung from some people would wait to get employed by evil geniuses or wait for someone to come and give them the job, but you went and that you created it so you could present and then it's just grown from there. And obviously it's, it's, it's huge now and you're employed full time across the whole industry. That's brilliant. A lot of people ask me, you know, how, how can I break into esports and the cool thing about it back then, and even even to a certain extent now, is that there are so many roles to fill that people haven't even thought of yet. You can say, okay, where are the holes, and where do my talents fit in those holes, and you can find a really great place for yourself. Create your role. It sounds like there was a few moments in there, but this is our awakening question. When did it really start to all come into place, and you felt like you'd found the path? Is there anything that springs to mind? There's an awakening moment every, every so often. I think I'm yeah. still awakening a lot of things that I want to do. You know, I'm not a rock star yet, and I'm not a goodwill ambassador for the UN yet. But, <laughs> but uh, as far as where I think the turning point was for me being like, okay, I'm, I'm actually going to make a big impact on this industry that I care so much about. There was a tournament called Major League Gaming in 2011. It's still going on now, of course, but the one that I specifically am thinking of was their Dallas uh, championship. It was one of the first tournaments that had a super major big live stream going on, and they something happened with their internet trucks where it just all went down. The entire tournament went dark. So people who were in the venue could watch, but everyone who had bought these tickets online to watch and all that were, were just totally in the dark. I just started live tweeting the event. So I was running around to different, um, you know, different stations and gathering results and kind of saying, okay, so-and-so beat so-and-so. Now he's off to play so-and-so. And just kind of trying to keep everybody in the loop. And people noticed that I was doing that. And so everyone who was going to be watching this tournament started watching my Twitter. And, uh, um, and Major League Gaming, uh, as they were scrambling to fix all their internet, was like, hey, we're working on it. While you're waiting, go watch Anna Prosper's Twitter. Oh, result. Uh, That's brilliant. Yeah, exactly. And so just by happenstance and by kind of seizing that opportunity to say, okay, I'm here. I'll help you guys. Just watch my Twitter. I'll tell you all the results and keep you updated. Um, that was where my Twitter went from a fairly successful little social media place yeah. where I had me in my community to kind of more of a mainstream esports resource. And I think that's what kind of kickstarted me into the public eye and where people started to say, but, I mean, yeah, it was great. Talk about, you know, being, like you say, being aware, being awake and just when the, the opportunity presents itself, not then afterwards thinking, oh, that could have been a great opportunity. Just, you know, just stepping up, getting involved and that's absolutely just taking it the bull by the horns. Yeah. And I think a lot of that too is kind of the advice that I give a lot of people where, especially in an industry that's growing like this, where you really have to fight for a position, really putting myself out there in front of the esports community and saying like, I'm going to report all these results was kind of scary because if I make a mistake or I look like I don't understand what I'm talking about, that could potentially ruin my reputation as people are just meeting me, you know? Yeah. And that's really easy to do, especially in gaming and especially as a woman for people to discount you as like, oh, she's just someone trying to take advantage or something like that. That risk was kind of one of the things that really made my career happen. Yeah, if you came across then, like you didn't know it, I'm sure with the prejudice of coming from, from sort of Miss USA competitions, they would have, mm -hmm. yeah, that would have been hard to get <laughs> back, but obviously it all worked out brilliantly. That's awesome. Well, this, yeah. is, this is our Yoda question. You're creating things yourself, but who helped awaken your alpha? It could either be people who aspire, inspired you from afar or a series of key figures. Well, the obvious person that comes to mind first is my husband. Mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, like I said, that's obvious. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. he's been kind of steering me along the whole way. I wouldn't have probably even become involved with Evil Geniuses if he wasn't part of Evil Geniuses. Um, and of course, he encourages and... Uh, 
he's kind of the, the flint to my steel in a lot of cases. He challenges me a lot, which I think I'm really grateful for. Um, but to move away from kind of the cliche answer that everyone expects, there was a <laughs> yeah, everyone. That's why I'm like, yeah, wife and things like, that. yeah, that's covered. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anyone else? Yeah, there was. Um, there's a man named Scott Smith who's kind of one of the the OGs, as we call them in gaming, the guy who's been around forever. Yeah. Um, and he he was around when esports was a glimmer in the world's eye, and he kind of noticed me. He was the one who originally noticed the videos that I was doing for Evil Geniuses. And the one that I first kind of convinced that, hey, I, I deserve to have a spot here. And he actually hired me outright because he used to be one of the, the owner managers of Evil Geniuses and hired me at um, a tournament where I was doing those things. And he was the first one to just believe wholeheartedly in me and see my work and see its value. And then once he hired me, I had another fight to kind of get everyone else in the company to believe that I was more than just this pro gamer's girlfriend who they had to hire to keep <laughs> the pro gamer happy. Yeah. Um, but Scott was the one who believed in me from the very beginning and never once faltered. And he, I think he kind of gave me my shot really. Yeah. Um, so he was kind of my Yoda and I remind him that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You're not just someone who's been in, like you say, the, uh, sort of a professional gamer's girlfriend who was a Miss USA and sort of just fall into this, you know, your stuff and obviously your communication is brilliant. Um, you do some communication consulting and I've, obviously I can see that, you know, you do interview coaching, public speaking, feature script writing and obviously social media work. For people who are interested in this sort of line of work, obviously when I was working with you, I was obviously keen to get tips there and then. And I just wondered if you had <laughs> any tips or advice for people when they are interviewing people or public speaking. I was wondering if there are any key things that sort of have served you well. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people give tips about, you know, um, just don't be nervous or kind of those high level tips for me. I, I like a lot more mathematical tips. I think that, that the structure that you build mentally before you start speaking is really, really important. Yeah. And so for me, one of the most valuable things I learned both, you know, in, in my education in college with communication theory, but then also I was, uh, I met my husband as co-captain of the speech and debate team <laughs> Nerds all the way. But um, one of the most valuable things I learned there was just how to structure a thought or how to structure an argument, having a, an introduction with a, a thesis, if you will, a few yep. supporting pieces of, of information and then a conclusion where you kind of uh, restate what you just stated. And obviously you can't do that with every single statement you make, but I feel like if you become really familiar with kind of that impromptu format of how to give a quick one minute speech it yeah. really helps with asking people questions that then they can do that with as well because you can start to help plan for them and um, I feel like that's why I may have strength in interviewing people as well as being interviewed because I can kind of plan how to make it easiest for them to answer I know that's kind of a, a convoluted answer but I hope that that's what you're looking for <laughs> no, no, that's fine because like you said with that structure you can you can put that that useful tip put that and into all different situations including when you get dropped in dropped in it with short notice or you've always got that as your backbone as a bit of like you say structure and you can mm -hmm. roll with the punches a bit we're gonna mix it up a little bit now this is gonna be the yin yang round because i'm gonna give you some 50 50 options and see which way you go on these there's, there's, no, there's not too much method. Method. <laughs> there's not too much method to the madness here so that, <laughs> don't worry about it day or night Night. Halo or Starcraft? Starcraft. And you see my, my gaming um, knowledge is a little bit old school in a minute. Schwarzenegger or Stallone? Schwarzenegger. Okay. Sonic or Mario? Oh, Mario for sure. 
Oh, interesting. See, that's, that's, <laughs> how they, that's kind of when I was into games a bit more. <laughs> so, I grew up on Mario and StarCraft gave me my start. So I, I easy picks on those. Other ones would be more hard, but those, even I my used easy to, I used to like Sonic. It was almost like I was kind of a, C, a Sega man back in the mm -hmm. day. But then like Mario Kart is just, you know, it's a different level. That was awesome. So oh, yeah. That, that, that like confused, confused my loyalty then because I was playing that. <laughs> <laughs> Singing or interviewing? Oh, gosh. That's a good one. I try and get a good one in there. <laughs> you know, like interviewing is the obvious answer because I do more of that and That's I'm so thought, passionate but, about it. But I, I think that like my heart answer is singing. Brilliant. Oh, this what I mean. There, there doesn't have to be, in, just go with your gut. You don't have to explain it. That's, that's cool. Um, snow ski or water ski? Uh, uh, snow ski. Coming third in Miss USA or winning Miss Oregon? Winning Miss Oregon, I think. Yes, it's always good to be a champion. I care more <laughs> about representing Oregon, I think. But out of interest, how, where did you come in Miss USA? Oh, I didn't even place. <laughs> <laughs> But it is like I, 50 plus people in it, yeah. I'm assuming, yeah. I always say at that point, it's just a crapshoot because all those women oh, yeah. are so amazing and so just inspirational and great leaders. I was yeah. honored just to be there. I was going to say, there's there's quite a few people in America. So yeah, just to be in literally yeah. representing <laughs> your state is, like you say, everyone who's represented their state is definitely good enough to win it. It's just, you know, opinions and how people are feeling on the day and different things. Yeah. Listen, my knowledge for pageants as well. Um, <laughs> swimsuit or dress round i'm sure oh, dress well <laughs> i don't know you know honestly the swimsuit it's so funny because i automatically am like oh no one wants to talk about the swimsuit portion of <laughs> feminism objectification of women uh you know but the swimsuit portion honestly for me was super empowering and it represented a huge lifestyle change that i made in terms of my health and so yeah. for me personally it was a really big triumph although i recognize the problems that it may represent societally i would have said other rounds but they're literally the two rounds that i know i'm well i'm pretty sure yeah. generally okay interview interview was really my forte really okay i won't lie to you i'm i, I i'm not a big pageant watcher i haven't I'm that's really okay just, I, I wasn't just, either i started it as a joke and then it just kind of got out of hand <laughs> cool okay well this is the we're going to move on now to the complete blank around again this is where we find out a little bit more about you you just got to finish my sentence for me and we'll see where it takes us Okay. Your best friend would describe you as? Uh, <laughs> I should have a better answer for that. Um, <laughs> com compassionate? That's a good one. The last time you were drunk was? Uh, when we were celebrating that Good Game Agency was bought by Twitch and therefore Amazon last week. Wow. Yeah. So is there, is there going to be some big changes or it just mean you're, you know, the future's looking bright? The only major change is that we suddenly have a lot more resources and yeah. a lot more opportunity <laughs> if i was ever to visit portland oregon i should you should check out the surrounding nature areas and eat as much food as you can now, i hear the nature's really nice in oregon oh it's so beautiful i'm just like standing outside and breathing as much air as i can while i'm home here for the holidays <laughs> oh very nice um your favorite movie of all time is any of the star wars trilogy the original trilogy i guess return of the jedi that's whenever i think of star wars i always think of return of the jedi as in yeah Ewoks and the forest mm -hmm. 
and that's awesome. We're pretty much to the alpha round now. Um, so again, this is where you're going to give us any uh, tools, tricks, and resources. We like to start that off with a book recommendation. Yeah, I would say my absolute most influential book that I've read in terms of my professional growth and, and even on a certain level personal growth is uh, Leadership and Self-Deception, Getting Out of the Box. Ooh. And I, the author is just listed as the Arbinger Institute if you're looking for it. But Leadership okay. and Self-Deception is all about kind of the tricks that our own mind plays on us that get in the way of our productive communication with others in an organization and kind of how to be a really great leader, a compassionate leader and an effective leader. And it, I've read it like three times. I think it's wonderful. That's a really good recommendation. Is there a particular resource that you'd like to pass on? Is there anything that springs to mind? This is super cliche and I'm sure most people listening to this already use it. Um, but it's interesting how many people I run into that don't use Google Drive or Google Docs. And I, I know that seems kind of silly to recommend, but my entire online life is coordinated via Google Docs because I work with people all over the world on different time yeah. zones. And, you know, a lot of times I need to collaborate with someone where we can both look at the same thing, but we're thousands of miles away. If you don't use Google Docs or it's something that you just haven't ventured into, I would highly recommend checking out the capabilities there because it, it also works on mobile. Like I can... I can take a call while I'm driving from San Francisco to Portland and, you know, conference as well as edit a document, you know, in the car. So that's been a huge help to me. And I, I know that's kind of a wah, wah kind of answer. It's good that you went into the details. What are some of the alternatives that you, you don't use now, I guess? Well, a lot of people will just send documents back and forth via email or yeah. they'll use Dropbox, which is a great, a great service. But in terms of for real time editing or a lot of times for me, it's a run of show that I need to coordinate with somebody or a script that I need to write with somebody for a video that just adds extra steps in between yeah. instead of us being able to in real time edit and comment on and link to and everything with the same document. Hey, see, little things like that. That's just gone from like, well, you said like a wow, wow <laughs> recommendation, but now to a really strong recommendation because Dropbox has been mentioned many times as a resource and different things. So they can make an informed choice now. Google Drive and the document sounds absolutely brilliant for that reason. Is there any other advice you, you'd like to give? I mean, we talked about, you know, your tips for sort of interviewing and public speaking. How would you recommend people actually manage to get booked for presenting and hosting different events? The main piece of advice that I always end up giving people, whether I'm coaching them in an interview or I'm telling them how to break into esports or anything like that, kind of boils down, I guess, to being really responsible to yourself, being true to yourself yeah. and not compromising or misrepresenting who you are, because ultimately that's what's going to make you really successful. Because if you, if you become really successful based on presenting yourself as someone that you're not, you're never going to find fulfillment, you're never going to feel truly successful, even if from the outside you look successful. Um, and, and you don't want to pretend to be that person forever, or people are going to find out you're not actually that person, and you're not going to end up very successful anyway. And I'm quoting Alexander Garfield, uh, who's the CEO of Good Game Agency. He just recently wrote in his, his blog about being acquired by, by Twitch. He wrote, you know, if the good thing to do also seems like the cool thing to do, then it's probably the right thing to do for you. Um, some, I'm paraphrasing, but something yeah. like that. So, you know, just kind of really sitting back and saying like, is this opportunity the right one for me? Do I feel really good about this choice as a, a contributor to, again, that global community or, or my personal mission? You know, am yeah. I really furthering my ultimate goal or am I doing this because it seems easy or because I'm scared or because I'm afraid that if I don't do it, I'll fail or because I think that it'll get me a quick laugh, you know? Your friends might think, oh, that's a brilliant opportunity or your parents might think that's a brilliant opportunity. 
but if it doesn't sit right with you, don't just do it because like you say, potentially it's a, a quick buck or potentially it's what other people would basically see as successful. You know, it's, you've, it's mm-hmm. got to sit right with you because it could send you off down a path. It could, it could snowball and you could go further off down this path that you wasn't a hundred percent happy with to initially. Right. For me personally, and I know this is different for lots of people, but yeah. for me, it's really important to have a balance between I really love what I'm doing and I'm passionate about it and I see the connection to the positive impact that I'm making on the world. That to me is more important uh, than, you know, I have, I'm making this amount of money per month or I'm, you know, doing this thing that's advancing me in my personal career. So I guess just being aware of, of your own priorities and saying, you know, what is most important to me and how am I going to be happy and making sure that you're keeping that in the forefront and especially I would encourage you to make sure that it thinks beyond just yourself and more into your community and to kind of the legacy that you're leaving. We've said all the different things you do, but what do you spend the bulk of your days really? What do you actually do? Like what's an average day like or an average week like, or does it, does an average week not exist for you currently? Well, I guess I can, there's just a lot that goes into it. So it's kind of hard to sum up Yeah. because each day uh, I get up, work out, take care of home and dogs and all that. I go to work full time at Good Game Agency and there I'm doing video production, creative media. So I could be filming, I could be editing, I could be writing, I could be conferencing with sponsors, things like that. Come home usually around 7 p.m. ish. And then from then on, I'm usually on a live stream, either my own live stream playing video games and kind of doing my own brand or on MissClicks.com doing shows about certain games or playing Dungeons and Dragons live or those kinds of things. Um, and then, you know, that's a typical weekday, yeah. but usually Friday through Sunday, I'm at some event. So either hosting a tournament, filming a tournament, uh, doing meetings with people at tournaments or events, uh, freelancing, that kind of stuff. Who do you think I should interview next or sometime very soon? So we usually look for maybe a couple of recommendations. See, I think that a great one to talk to in terms of another really cool example of a woman making waves in esports is Stephanie Harvey. She has been one of the most successful female Counter-Strike players of all time. She's a multiple time world champion. And so it's really great to ask her that question, why do you think we don't see more female pro gamers? Because she is a female pro gamer. She's um, French Canadian, so really interesting perspective there too. It just sprung to mind. Do you guys have your own sort of Tony Hawks or your Michael Jordan? Is there like a name in professional gaming that is just dominated or has done in the past that is just out there and is like the poster boy? Is there anyone who's who's like that in your industry? Oh, sure. There's plenty. One of the ones that comes to mind immediately is especially because he's on Evil Geniuses, is Jay Dong. He's um, a Korean StarCraft II player who came up through StarCraft Brood War and has been just one of the most successful players. And they all, they all go by their, um, their screen names, you know. They don't go by their, their full <laughs> names. It's all screen names. That could be quite an interesting interview. I'm just Because I'm just thinking, because obviously a lot of the, the Awaken Your Alpha as well is about that work-life balance. And again, this is my stereotypical view. I don't know, but I just always picture these guys who are professionals spending... Uh, an uh, extreme amount of time playing the game and obviously letting other things slide. So it'd be interesting to know how an actual professional, not someone who's doing it as a hobby, actually manages, you know, that workload and the hours I'm sure you have to put in. Yeah, I actually, previously, when I started working with Evil Geniuses, I lived in our training facility in Phoenix, Arizona. And so I lived with eight of our StarCraft players and the the amount of time they put into the game prohibits a normal lifestyle, absolutely. It's just, they play usually 10 to 12 hours a day. They're constantly talking about it, you know, and they really, they have a lot of health concerns that are, 
you know, they have to get up and walk around every couple hours and they have to think about stretching their wrists and things like that. You know, it's very more intensive than you would expect. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that would, that'd be interesting to see, you know, uh, yeah, the reality of how it's affected their life, apart from obviously the rewards they get for, you know, doing well as a professional gamer, but the, you know, the, the sacrifice <laughs> was just mm-hmm. health and potentially other things in life. Blimey. Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. What does the future hold for you? Is, is there anything, uh, anything major coming up in 2015? I mean, cause you say you've got quite a varied past, you know, there's modeling, being an actress at some one time hosting and with the gaming industry, what, is there any thoughts of what the future holds for you? I've been focusing a lot on the more behind the scenes side of my job in the last several months. And even in the last year, I've done a lot of work on camera, but mostly at events and things like that. Yeah. So, um, people who have been following my personal channels, like my YouTube and my Twitch stream and things like that, those have kind of suffered a little bit. And so I'm really hoping as we move into next year that those are going to, I'm going to have time to give those a lot more of the attention they deserve. And I'm really looking forward to that because as you said, um, my passion for singing and acting and all that, that's kind of been my outlet there. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm hoping for another, I do some parody, video game parody songs on YouTube. So they, those <laughs> no, might be coming soon. Them, yeah. yeah, so things like that. That's what I'm hoping for for next year. And, um, you know, who knows? I'll probably make my big break and, and be on tour singing here in no time. Maybe on Broadway, you know, in between my, my esports hosting gigs. Yeah, I think I'm going to put, the, I'll, put <laughs> I'll use some of them parody songs as a promotion for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Listen, you haven't heard or seen them, go to the Awaken Your Alpha Facebook page and there'll be some links in there. Link to that then as well. What's the best way people can connect with you if they want to find out more about you or whether it's to do with gaming, whether it's to do with presenting, it's completely up to you. What's the best way they can reach out? Well, pretty much uh, any website slash Anna Prosser, any social media site (laughs) slash Anna Prosser will work. Twitter is the one that I keep the most up to date um, each day. So twitter.com slash A-N-N-A-P-R-O-S-S-E-R. I usually link to everything there. I also have a website, annaprosser.com. And then if you want to keep up with misclicks, my personal project, we have a lot of really fun shows coming up. We're kind of in the midst of a revamp and that's misclicks, M-I-S-S-C-L-I-K-S, no final C in that word, misclicks.com. And same thing also Twitter, YouTube, all of those places. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. It's been an absolute pleasure and uh, I look forward to getting this episode out. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure for me as well. Thanks so much. No worries. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor, subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. The Alpha Ultimatum, my 10-week malperformance mentoring. Build your body, build your mind, live limitless. Get 2015 started right. We'll be working on your inner game as well as building the body to match. We start in January, so now is the time. Go to adamlewiswalker.com. Click get involved and you have the application form right there. Claim a limited strategy session with me where I'll be going through exactly what you need and dealing with your issues. Don't delay those. Obviously, there's only one of me and I'm talking to all of you personally. Thank you so much for listening today. Please connect with all the social media with Awaken Your Alpha. It's Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha. Twitter, at Awaken Your Alpha. Instagram as well, it's at Awaken Your Alpha. So all some great ways to stay in touch, but please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a little review. It takes literally 60 seconds, but we really appreciate your feedback and it will help us continue to grow and get stronger. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, live limitless.